everybody gang, Charlotte Green here, kicking off another episode. It's kind of Hair Extensions Business Masterclass, but it's also a get ready with me and a response video. We're literally doing the absolute most in this video, but this one's gonna be a bit different. I've received a number of emails from some of you that are concerned about different things that have been brought up by a um by a youtuber so this is a youtuber youtuber that has a hair extensions business and she shares the information that she does know so i don't think that any of this was malicious um the misinformation that she's spreading but the fact that i've gotten feedback from some of my members that are concerned about the information she's sharing, I decided to do this response video. So I'll include different clips. Um, you'll hear sound of what she's saying. It's a 10 red flags to remember when ordering hair online. I usually wouldn't make a video like this. I am always in my bag, always in my lane, always minding the business that pays me, which is my own. But because I've heard from more than one of you, that have been apprehensive about working with me because of this information i had to go ahead and make this video had to make it especially because it's gaining more steam not sure why maybe it's because she's telling people what they want to hear maybe because people are assuming that this woman has traveled to the actual sources to get this information as opposed to just relying on google and and they think that they've just found the answer finally not at all the case. So not hitting on her. I am subscribed to her channel. Um, I love the energy and spirit that she brings to her videos. But what I'm not going to do is let any of the misinformation that she's spreading get in the way of my coins. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not motherfucking ever. So this is a... It's more so just me addressing each of the 10 red flags that she has raised so that you can understand these are red flags that you should mind or red flags that you should take into account when you are deciding who to get your information from. Just because someone has an internet connection and an iPhone does not make them an expert. If this person cannot give you receipts on where they actually got this information, which when it comes to hair extensions, it needs to be the fucking source. If they cannot show you receipts from them actually in India, actually in China, actually in a factory to tell you how this stuff is being made and what you need to look out for, they have no ground to stand on. While it might be well-intentioned, it's misinformation, it's lies, it's falsehoods, it's myths that are being perpetuated by someone with an iPhone. And that translates on camera really well. That's it. So I don't wanna make this intro too, too long. Um, while we're watching the video, we are going to be getting ready together. This is a get ready with me. So grab your makeup, let's go ahead and get beat for the day and let's watch this video together and work through each and every one of these red flags. And because this is a get ready with me video, we're actually filming this week's look. So I am taking you to this from from this ah just playing let's get into it like the video title says this is red flags to remember when ordering online number 10 if 
a company is selling different colored hair. If the company is selling hair that comes in red, green, blue, pink already, now it's different if the company offer custom coloring services. That's different. But if the hair is coming, like if they sell, or even if they sell like ombre hair, like that's a red flag too. Nine times out of ten, you're buying hair from a Chinese supplier that has mixed synthetic fibers all up in your abundance, all right? So okay, so let's just go ahead and hop into this one. Uh, as you guys know, because you've seen my videos, I travel to China regularly. I just got back from India last week, still hella jet lagged. Nonetheless, if you have a relationship with any of these factories which produce 90% of all hair sold in the United States, whether it's beauty supply store hair, whether it is online hair, whether it's super premium hair, for the most part, all of it is being manufactured in China. So let's just go ahead and address the fact that the little shade thrown on the country of China as a hair manufacturer, that's where all the good hair comes from. If you guys saw my video from India and looked at where Indian hair comes from, you will understand why Indian hair is shipped to China for them to manufacture it and ensure there is a level of quality control because no quality control is happening in India, according to me going and actually seeing where it's coming from. So that's a little something that I want to make sure to mention. And then the fact that um, if you have a relationship with any of these factories, they are more than willing to create custom units for you. We are going to be rolling out custom colors, custom ombrage, all of that stuff. And it's going to be produced over there because you know what? The average pay for a Chinese worker that's like got a degree and, and working and happy, it's $400. $400 for a full-time employee for an entire month. You know how much I have to pay the people that I'm working with here in California. So the fact that if these units are being produced overseas, it makes them invalid or it compromises their quality, that it's just not true. It's way smarter business to have someone over there mass produce and do all the dyeing and all of that stuff versus having someone here do it there are people that sell custom dyeing of wigs and custom wigs and all that stuff over in the united states but they charge hundreds for it whereas we literally pay a few dollars for it so that not a red flag i'd say that's a red flag when it comes to taking advice from people that have not shown you receipts that they have gone to the source to get that information Let's keep rolling and let me put on the other brow. Number nine. Now, I understand that everyone has um, different budgets, whatever. So if you are someone that, honestly, I just feel like hair is, should be an investment. Because if you buy cheap hair and you have to keep buying your hair constantly, you're, you're going to end up spending way more money in the end than just investing in some good hair that you can reuse. So number nine is watch out for companies with extremely low prices. Like, I know everybody loves deals and stuff, but you get what you pay for. You understand that? You get what you pay for, especially when it comes to hair. If you have good quality 
So let me go ahead and address that. We have the prices way lower than most people that are retailing hair. Is it because the hair doesn't have quality? Absolutely not. We have hundreds of reviews from our 8,000 plus members. We wouldn't have 8,000 active business owners that are sourcing hair from our company if the hair wasn't quality because that ends up coming back on them before it comes back to us. We want to empower people to make money. The point of buying bundles or anything from us is so that you can flip them and make some money or so that you can wear them and use that to market yourself to make money. Our margins are just fine. The way that I've built this company as as a brilliant businesswoman, I'm, I don't need anyone else to give me the credit. <laughs> Bossy here. But the way that I built this company, it all makes sense. And we're growing extremely rapidly because of it. I know you guys are like LA girl pro con let me let me live I'm updating my makeup collection but this works just fine you don't have to go out and spend is it dozens of dollars on a concealer I actually for the most part don't line my brows because I like them to look less snatched and more blendy because I'm not trying to go with that IG influencer super snatched beat but this gets the job done for the most part because it has the applicator built right in there. But yeah, let's keep rolling. This flag is, if a company is always having sales, I mean like, every time you look up it's a sale. That's a flag. Why are you having so many sales? Like, your product isn't moving. If the product isn't selling, why is it so cheap? Why, you know what I mean? They just trying to really get it out there. Like, no. Like I said before, you get what you Now, she's definitely right about you getting what you pay for. I co-sign that 100%. But as far as sales go, if you build up your company enough so that when you are marketing and have your marketing calendar down, which is something we're going to get to probably next week or the following week, then it just makes sense. Sales, new product releases, you should be communicating with your audience every single week with something to get them excited. We just had a 15% off sale. We followed that with a, if you email us in a review and include the link to your Instagram or Facebook, then we'll send you back 10% off. That was another sale technically. But if we aren't dropping a new product, if we aren't dropping our 40 inch bundles, if we aren't dropping our um, ready to wear wig collection, if we aren't dropping something or adding something to the platform that we built, then people forget. So having a reason to get people excited every single week is your job if you're on it. So I kind of co-sign what she's saying here with this last point about you getting what you pay for. But if a company is constantly having sales, maybe they just have big enough margins so that they can support it. Fashion Nova, if you guys shop Fashion Nova, then you know you guys get an email every other day saying that they have 40% off. 40. Does that mean that this company is scamming? No. Does that mean that the quality isn't there for this company? Depends on what you consider quality, but if you're shopping Fashion Nova, then you already know what you're getting. So does that mean that this company isn't legit? Absolutely not. Fashion Nova is the fastest growing fashion brand because 
they are constantly doing these sales because they're constantly communicating with their audience and getting them excited about their new offerings. Just going over some of my darker spots with this orange. I do wish I had my thicker um, concealer palette out because this is just a little thin and it tends to just kind of move around, but it, it does it enough that it's okay. But I put this orange on because it, some, something about the color will, but it, helps to counteract the darkness once I put the foundation on. Why is there some on my mustache? Don't judge me. <laughs> this is a NARS Radiance Primer with SPF 35 sunscreen. I love NARS primers, so that's that. So I just went over to her website to look at her photos and I see that she has 11 photos up that probably, well I know that they cost the cost of the wig or bundles, the human cost of putting it all together and making it look good and then it doesn't look like there was any money paid to like edit the videos or the, excuse me, the images and make them consistent or anything like that. But you guys should actually go to her website and look at this. Someone that isn't using stock photos eliminates their ability to sell 90% of other products. I think for, I think it was about 500, 500, it might've been 1100, I don't know why I can't remember it, but it was several hundred dollars to have, I think five products shot and edited. So that's, 1,768 products that we would have to have photographed. Using stock photos is just smart for business. And our whole platform is empowering people that are starting with little to nothing to be able to make money. So saying that any company that hasn't gone out and spent over $100,000, and these don't even count the cost of models in any of the pictures. This doesn't take into account a ton of other stuff like the time that it would take to upload and assign every single one of these photographs all 1000 of them to each individual product on our site that would literally take months of full-time work models are not cheap especially when you want them to look really really good neither is editing or anything like that so saying that if you haven't invested an exorbitant amount of money into photographs for your hair extensions business is is a way, is a red flag for people not to shop with you. I think that just shows how, especially when you look at the, like, I was expecting to see a whole bunch of bundle photos and a whole bunch of wig photos and all that stuff, but that isn't the case. It's the owner of the site that took photos in eight units which still, like even if you were getting them for $100 at wholesale, which you're not, 
that's $800 that you would have had to spend to photograph yourself in these images that do not look as good as stock images do. A level of consistency is expected. It does look more professional and stock photos provide that. That's why we offer a free download at whitelabelextensions.com for anyone interested in getting free stock photos. I think 118 are included in that pack. We give it away for free because we can't profit off of anything that we don't own an exclusive copyright to. So I'm basically like at the end of the day, this doesn't affect my wholesale business. Excuse me. I know that she added a little footnote to the video that says this doesn't apply to vendors and we are a vendor first, but all of this information attacks the 800 or excuse me, the 8,000 women's businesses that we are helping to build. We are giving them stock photos. We are giving them more than one different selection of quality for them to sell because it makes sense. I know that she has the best of intentions here, but a lot of what she's saying compromises the success of the women that I am here to help. My stuff is untouchable. The people that I fuck with and that fuck with my company understand that if someone's giving them advice on business, they need to come with receipts which she hasn't, so no attack to her. I do subscribe to her channel, but I can't have her messing up you guys' money. And then it's kind of hard to differentiate between different companies because all their pictures look the same, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You see this picture. You just seen this picture on time. Where are your bundle pictures, though? It's, it's because it takes thousands of dollars to shoot all of them and to have them shot right. You probably paid someone a few hundred dollars, saw the pictures and saw that the hair looked really flat. Getting that shine that you see in those stock photos, it's, it's hard. We are working on it over here. You guys know I am. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of this stuff is easier said than done. So stock photos does not take a company out of the game. That means literally nothing. That was the primer. Let me just go ahead and put this back up. And I like to let this stuff dry because this is a little thinner than I would like anything that's supposed to be providing any sort of full coverage for me. Um, but because it's a little thinner, I put it on there and let it dry down a little bit. And then I do my eyes. Yeah, let's do my eyes now while that stuff dries down. And this palette I've been absolutely obsessed with. I don't know why no one else has, but this is the Naked Urban Decay Heat Palette. I just love that it comes with reds. Anytime I see red, I'm reminded of like, like Erica Badu. And she always has like this deep red eyeshadow as opposed to the regular brownish, blackish, smoky eye. I just think it looks more dope. So that's usually what I tend to go with. But whatever powder's remaining, I just go over there in the crease because I almost never know what the last thing I used this for was. And if it is a deeper color, which is usually the last step of my makeup, then it usually goes really well right in the crease. Then once I have that clean, I start with Chaser and go immediately under my brows because it's a lighter color, helps to lift them a little bit. Then I go with a mix of sauced and low blow. Give it a little bit of depth. But again, I go for a relatively natural look. That, then I'm gonna go with He Devil in the crease area. And I used to think eyeshadow and like getting good shadow was all about 
blending the different colors but that's not the case it's all about placement not necessarily blending the colors it's where you put them and how you work them so that they look blended but they also have that gradient effect where it transitions really smoothly or not if you're doing like the cut crease thing which i have not mastered yet from one color to another It doesn't exist. It's not being sold anywhere that you can actually buy it. I promise. But if a company has Peruvian hair, so it's run far away. If they claim they sell Peruvian hair, run far away. Peruvian hair does not exist. It is a sales tactic that the Chinese have discovered as a way to make money. So this is the NYX. That's the point eyeliner. I love this eyeliner so far because I don't have to have that other little thing that I dip in, the wand that I dip in, it's just like all in one. I've only had it for a couple weeks, but this is my go-to eyeliner ever since I bought it just because it's, it's easier. But <clears throat> part of what she's saying is totally right. There is no Peruvian hair, but her saying there's no Filipino hair, there's no Malaysian hair, there's just as much, what is it, Peruvian hair as there is Filipino and Malaysian. 90% of all of your hair comes from people in China. The other percentage comes from people in India. Everything else, um, people talking about Eurasian hair, people talking about Russian blonde. There are no blonde Russians that are selling their hair and connecting with Asian manufacturers and shipping it out to them to be sold. All of that blonde hair is either Indian or Chinese hair that has been bleached that color understanding the origins thing it's not i wouldn't say that it's a way that they are trying to fool you or trick you i think it's all marketing when it comes to you designating different names for your products and to call things different levels of quality you have to take into account the fact that our demographic isn't going to see a132 as a quality level and be able to understand or associate that with anything it's no different from if you're familiar with lily lashes she has super high-end premium lashes and she names each of those lashes after a a really dope city so um just because they're named miami doesn't mean they come from miami it's because they invoke the spirit of miami if that makes any sense to you guys so to make it easier for the end consumer this is hair that you are familiar with calling Brazilian that's the quality that you can expect from it this is hair that you are familiar with calling Eurasian mink I don't think it's anyone trying to trick anyone I just think it's manufacturers trying to meet the customers in the middle and trying to add a descriptor that would help the customer better appreciate what it is that they're getting before they place the order. So I will say there is some truth to it because there is no Brazilian hair. So as far as you discounting a company because they are advertising Brazilian hair, I don't think that's fair. It's not at all. If you wanna ask about the origin, if they aren't willing to be transparent, then that's a red flag. But with us, if you go into the FAQ, 
we have a question. Is this hair really Brazilian? No, it's not. All of our hair is sourced in China. And until we find a safe Indian manufacturer, that's just how it's going to be. But we can make the hair look and feel like however you want it to. We're extremely transparent about that. If anyone emails us, we just send them the link to the FAQ or email that exactly back to them. If the company isn't willing to be transparent about it, I would say that might be a red flag. But for the most part, it just is what it is. I don't think there's any weight when it comes to that one. This is my NARS foundation stick. I used to only put one or the other on. I love NARS. I love their formulations. I love their foundations. But I used to put one or the other and then I got my makeup done by um, a celebrity makeup artist and she just like layered it on and it looks so good. So that's what we're about to do here. I'm gonna put a picture of a mink right here. That's what I'm gonna do. Now this is the exception to So, she's right, mink hair doesn't exist. That was definitely a picture of a mink, but that's also where most of your lashes come from. So let's not count out all the minks right now. Um, but just like I said with the last video, that is a matter of marketing. When you think about mink, if you've never actually seen one, you know that there are mink coats and that it's supposed to be like this level of luxury and aspiration. So when Kendra decided to go with the mink thing. That's what she was invoking. And she threw Brazilian at the back end of it because she knows that that's a level of quality that people are actively seeking. This is a matter of marketing. What they're trying to do is relay with the name of the product the kind of quality that you can expect. And when you hear silk, you know that shit's gonna be soft. When you hear mink, you know it's gonna be luxurious. Like when you hear cashmere, you know that it's just gonna be, oof. But if you were to say unprocessed Chinese bundles, are you going to sell more than you would if you were to call it Brazilian mink? No, you would sell way less because people aren't going to understand that. You're giving people more work to do to understand the quality that they should be receiving from you. And you know, because we've talked about it again and again, when you give the customer more work, when you give them more calories to burn with their brain, they just go to the next one that's making it easy that's calling it brazilian as opposed to calling it 19a and telling you to figure it the fuck out so i think jazanya is totally well-intentioned with all of this again i follow her i love the spirit that she brings to her videos i i love that she has this great voice in the hair extensions industry but this this is why you need to make sure you're vetting your sources. This is why you can never just take one person's advice as 
law because as we're pointing out there are exceptions to every single rule that she is rolled out to or there are explanations that are totally valid so finished with my nars now i am going in with this one you guys see how more evenly and i just have it's just like my face is a different color from my neck is a different color from my chest which is a different color from my hands so and then I'm gonna be wearing a white coat so we're not doing the neck otherwise I'm gonna look crazier than I would if I just had this face that matches my face and my face alone and this number two irritates me to my soul so if a company has Okay, I, I like the rhyme. But if you go to an eBay store and you see a company is selling this, which is Fashion Nova's version of this, which is Christian Louboutin, these should be the same exact price. This was $20. This, I think, was $1,700. Does that mean that they shouldn't be able to get any of these spikes unless they finally earn enough to be able to waste $1,700 on a pair of shoes? They'll wear twice because these shits are uncomfortable as fuck. Is that what that means? Or is this actually higher quality from Christian Louboutin, manufactured in fucking Italy, actual fucking leather, signature red bottom? These spikes will cut the shit out of your ankle. These won't. This was made, I don't know where they make their stuff, but somewhere cheap enough that it would only cost $20, $30. Is there a difference between the shoes? Yes. This is way higher quality. Does that mean that there is no difference in quality? No. The same goes with hair. There are people that are budgeted for 8A hair, also marketed as Brazilian. There are people that are budgeted for 9A hair, marketed as Indian or some middle to high range. And then there are people that can afford raw hair. Why is raw hair more expensive? It's harder to come by. There is more demand for a lesser quantity. Why are there some levels of hair that are less expensive? It's because they can take just about anything and wash it in enough acid that it will look good for at least a couple of months and then it'll start to frizz up and fuck up and it won't be worth a thing the same goes for clothing when it comes to fashion nova clothes the reason why i get a lot of fashion nova for what i do here is i will never wear these clothes after i film in them they are literally disposable clothing to me on the louboutin side if i spent three thousand dollars on a dress 
I'm wearing that dress and that dress better be intact in five years if I still have this body for me to rock it once again. There is nothing that you have bought from one of these cheaper brands that will last you more than one wash. <laughs> So that's why they're growing so fast in an Instagram world where we can only wear things that we can post once, maybe twice there. It just doesn't make sense to invest as much into a piece of clothing unless you have the means. Whereas this stuff, it's supposed to be a trophy. I'm probably going to decorate my shelves with my Louboutins because I don't wear them anymore. But here they are. They're fucking beautiful and they are pieces of art and they will be for the rest of fucking time. That's the difference. Lower quality hair, last shorter, it's harder to dye, it's harder to maintain. Higher quality hair is literally chopped off a person, washed a little bit, and then put on a bundle and mailed out to you. To assume that any company that offers options, options for their customers is a lie or a scam, I think that's asinine. It's crazy. It's crazy. this one definitely bothers me why because our 9a hair comes in either silver or purple bundles depending on the mode or whatever is available if you can link to the um the how to test your bundles video right at this point so people can see um if you watch that video you'll see synthetic fibers don't die they don't die when they burn up they turn to plastic as opposed to ash the fact that she is saying that anyone that has this color bundles on or this color bands on their bundles is selling hair with synthetic fibers it's it's offensive to me because that's the hair that we are the the band color that we decided our stuff would go in because we were just sitting next to someone's desk and I saw him doing it but what he's doing is taking off the black bands that the hair came in and he is wrapping new I think gold or silver bands around the hair why because that's what the client asked for it's literally that simple taking off the band putting on another color band they can make it any color that you actually want now I did put out a video where I talk about um, me discussing the gold band myth with different companies and factories that I visited in China and they co-sign it to a point where they say well a lot of the times the hair does come that comes in gold specifically not the silver but a lot of times the hair that comes in the gold bands is lower quality hair but they are willing to unwrap and rewrap the hair to however you might like it I just think that is again another thing um, another piece of information from someone that's never actually traveled to the source to see what is actually going on with their hair and where it's coming from um, as opposed to actual fact um, 
a lot of myth, but when you aren't doing anything to actually find the truth behind it, how are you ever supposed to tell what is and isn't what? This is a bonus red flag um, that I just being thought of, I wanted to share with you guys. But if a company is claiming to sell raw hair and their bundles are uniform, if you don't know what that is, I'm going to plug in a picture somewhere up here. The company is claiming to sell raw hair, but their hair texture is uniform. That's a flag. It isn't raw. Okay, so the... Again, this one is kind of true, but kind of not, um, a, a lot not. If you know how hair gets its texture, it's totally separate from how the hair is cleaned and how the hair is processed. When it comes to raw hair, all raw hair is washed and conditioned in the same factory that washes, conditions, and then treats other kind of hair, non-raw hair. Um, and it's acid bath, baths, it's acid wash, it's basically acid to straighten up the hair, get it all uniform and all that stuff, and then they coat it with silicone. That is the chemical. If you ever have like busted ass bundles and they're getting bad on eBay or on Amazon, excuse me, you can go ahead and buy a silicone mix, soak your hair in that, it'll recoat the hair and it'll look decent for a little while until it is immersed in I think 80 degree or 90 degree water so there is some weight to if you have any raw hair and it has a uniform curl pattern then it isn't raw but with our company um, and again if you have a relationship with an actual hair factory and know how hair is made and how it's processed and how it gets its texture that is how your hair is processed what happens next they put it in a hot box where they steam it for like 72 hours to get the texture to make sure that it doesn't drop. All hair can be steamed to any different pattern. Just because hair has been steamed does not mean that it's no longer unprocessed. Like if you were going by that same logic, there is no raw unprocessed hair because all of it has to be washed and conditioned in the factory. So to say that adding an extra step of just steaming the hair to create that curl pattern that will be uniform because that's just how it is to say that that disqualifies i it's just it's just not a red flag it's just a red flag for anyone that is taking this information as if it were law raw hair bundles are not the same pattern raw hair is straight from the source chop being on a web webbed it in clean so it isn't steam processed but we're gonna get all into that but if but it but it but it is steam processed okay so that was that that's that video that video um didn't want to do like a whole master class thingy on it it's just a response video to an email um more than one about from people that saw that video and were concerned so naturally um yeah it just makes the most sense that since we spend quite a bit of money going to travel so that we have the real answers that we share the truth with all of you guys so i went and added some of the lumber to the inner corner of my eyes i added some of the ashes to under my eyes i think it gives it a lot of depth and then when i do all of this stuff i feel like my one thing that helps to warm it up, I feel like it's just a little bit cool, is I go around the edges with, I know, 
Maybelline on top of NARS. Not supposed to do that. It's like wearing Fashion Nova with Christian Louboutin. But I guess what? I like options. Like options. I like how it warms it all up. And then after I set everything with my Urban Decay D-Slick and it dries, then I'm going to set it with my Makeup Forever. But I think one of the reasons why it seems like I always do the absolute most and go like the ultimate extra step, like actually traveling to India before rolling Indian hair out in the catalog is because I am a journalist. That's what I got my degree in. I spent years working for CBS as a journalist. So I understand if you don't go directly to the source, you are not going to get the correct information when we talk to police, when we talk to politicians, when we talk to members of the community, when we talk to anyone, there is always someone's personal perspective that is going to add a lens that will shade the entire conversation. If you're serious about your hair extensions business, you need to get the receipts. If you are getting your hair from an American source that cannot show you them physically inside of a hair factory, overseas then you don't know what you're getting and neither the fuck do they always vet your information sources always 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 it's important that you guys are aware of the misinformation being spread like everything we just debunked in this video but you have to go an extra step and do the work required so that you are getting information from the actual source or from people that have the receipts to show they have information from the actual source. Like this. Wrapping up this look, I'm pretty much done. Just gotta throw on these lashes. So everything that I just pointed out to you should make it clear why it's so important for you to not just trust everyone on the internet with information about your hair or your business. If they don't have the receipts, if they have never gone to the source, then understand you're playing a game of telephone. Always vet your sources. That's why I go the extra mile and show you me inside of Hair Factory, show you me traveling to India and through India. As painful as that shit was, I have the answers because I've been there. I am less than the the point zero 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 one percent in the hair extensions industry that has traveled to every major manufacturing center of the entire world to see exactly what's going on there are so many things wrong with this video um and i wouldn't have created this response video if i didn't think that it was damaging not only to my my business but also to your businesses because she's just it's it's just crazy to me that this would be gaining so much steam and in the comments section people are like thank you so much for all of this information it's misinformation you shouldn't be you shouldn't be thanking her for that because it's just it's not real so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the week maybe next week we'll do another getting ready with me thing but this did take forever to film so maybe not we will see but if you enjoyed this video and do want to see more of this type of video go ahead and let me know in the comments and your homework for today i want you to let me know when um not the last time but let me know about a time when you took information from someone and it ended up being wrong. 
I'll let you know about one of the times that I did. And it was the last time I stopped taking information from anyone but the source. Y'all know I love weed. I got an offer for my first job out of college. It was at a news station and I had quit smoking weed a while ago, but one of my best friends, it was her birthday and she was like, no, all you need to do is drink one of these things and it's gonna clear out your system. She didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. I ended up pissing positive and getting the job offer rescinded from me. And from that point on, I knew that it was my responsibility anytime I took information from anyone but the source. I'm the only one that is going to have to face the repercussions. My friends went on and did what they did with their own lives. But here I am counting on this job and now it's been ripped out from underneath me because I took the advice from someone that had the best of intentions. One of my best friends to this day. But she was fucking wrong. Let me know about a time when you have taken advice that ended up costing you more than it should have saved you. I'll see you guys on Monday.